Hey, business building warrior, this is Jim with Silent Sales Machine Radio coming at you with part two of a two-part episode. If you haven't heard part one yet, scroll back in time, two or three episodes, you'll see part one of the 10 pitfalls, the 10 most common pitfalls that e-commerce and Amazon sellers are running into, especially when they're trying to launch and ramp up. And I covered in the first episode about half the list, and we're going to cover the other half today. So I won't revisit part one very much right now, but just as a reminder, here's the things we hit, and then we'll jump into the things I promised to hit in part two. So in part one, we talked about chasing shiny objects and getting distracted by all the things going on in the world of e-commerce, jumping from one convenient idea that just sounds fun and appealing to another one, right? We talked about that. We talked about getting stuck in learning mode just-in-case learning versus just-in-time learning. We talked about that. Great segment. We talked about buying more than just a few units to test. Instead of testing small, you go all in. Don't do that. Trying to launch a private label brand as a new seller. Don't do that, please. We talked about importing, about drop shipping, and about done-for-you models. Those are things to avoid and explain why. And there's rare exceptions to all of those, but extremely rare exceptions. As a general rule, those are pitfalls. So what's left on the list for us to talk about of the mistakes that you can make, including some mindset mistakes that I've seen. We're going to jump into that today in part two. So picking up where we left off in part one, let's talk about liquidations, buying liquidations and selling them on Amazon. You don't have to look far to find some people who are doing fairly well with that model, but it is a very risky model. Because you could find yourself selling items very easily that are counterfeit. They're not legitimate items and you don't realize it looks like a legitimate item. Some companies will say, well, I bought all my liquidations from Amazon, therefore they're, they're legitimate and I can flip them back on to Amazon. Well, no, not necessarily. You don't know. And when Amazon comes along and says, hey, we need proof of custody of these items. Where'd they come from? Where did you buy it? Is it a legitimate retail receipt? Is it a legitimate wholesaler? Did you get it from the manufacturer? When you see, and you show them a receipt that you bought it from a liquidator, that's not going to fly and you could lose your account. Jeff Schick, who you've heard on this podcast a handful of times, he sees it quite a bit and he says, you're playing with fire selling liquidations on Amazon. Now, liquidations can be a, a decent business model if you want to try to flip some of it on eBay or Facebook Marketplace, or maybe you get a walk-in store. I've seen a lot of people kind of come and go with those models. Some people do pretty well for a while, but inevitably, it seems like right at the point where you've got a bunch of money in inventory and Amazon owes you a bunch of money, that's when you get hit with a, an IP in inquiry where Amazon says, hey, we need you to show proof of uh, where you purchased these items from and that they actually are new and, and from a legitimate source. And all you can come up with is they were in crate seven of these 12 crates that I bought. That's not good enough. It's just not. You're playing with fire liquidations on Amazon. Please be very cautious. Talk to pros if you don't believe me. Give Jeff Schick a call. Jeff Schick, S-C-H-I-C-K, jeffschick.com. He's the lawyer that is serving so many of the great business building warriors in our community right now. You can put him on retainer for just a few dollars a month and he can help you with all these issues. He's seeing what's happening in the world of e-commerce and Amazon selling right now. 
And he's saying the same thing I just said, probably in even stronger language than I just used. So that's a pitfall you could fall into for sure. Next, buying based on instincts instead of data. We've got Keepa. Why not use it? Why not learn, go back to podcast episode 369 and learn how to find underserved listings on Amazon based on data, not instinct. If you feel, let's put it this way, when customers come to me and say, man, I just, I really feel good about this product. If I'm being a responsible e-commerce coach, I say in no uncertain terms, nobody cares how you feel about it, including me. It's irrelevant data point. How you feel about your inventory does not change anything. It's kind of like telling me how you feel about gravity. <laughs> Nobody cares. Irrelevant. It's there or it's not. The rules are there in black and white. Telling me how you feel about the sunrise, it may make for poetic discussions, but it doesn't change if it's going to happen or not. Telling me how you feel about your inventory, nope, not going to fly. Your instincts do not matter. What you think might happen or just having a good feeling about it, you can throw that out. Now, businesses used to have to make decisions based on that. And maybe you still do. That's great. Good for you. I hope it works out. It's not necessary to feel a certain way about your inventory before you move forward. Buy things that you know have a very high likelihood of selling at a nice profit. You can know these things. That's what we teach. And then you can very unemotionally bring in the inventory that you know is going to sell for a nice profit and ignore the inventory that's unlikely to do so. That's what we teach. So you don't get emotionally attached to your inventory. That's a big mistake that we see. It's a big pitfall that we see around here is people get emotionally attached to their inventory or they buy based on instinct or they only shop in categories that they're familiar with. You know, they'll come to us and they'll learn replens and they say, well, I'm kind of a sporty outdoor guy. I think I'm going to stay in that category. Who cares? Who cares? Your customers do not care how passionate you are about the widget you just sold them. 99.9% .9 of the time, it doesn't even enter, enter their mind who you even are or if you even exist. They just see it on the screen and they're willing to pay for it. And if you're a smart business owner, you're selling them something that is profitable so you can continue serving your customers without needing donations and without going out of business. You're making a profit selling items that make you a profit keep your employees and your team and your business functioning. Don't buy based on instinct. Don't buy your inventory. Another thing that we say around here all the time is you make your money when you buy your inventory, not when you sell it. That means you do the work up front to do the research to make sure that what you're getting into is something that's going to play out well for you in the end, has a high odds of success. Go listen to podcast episode 369 where we talk about Keepa and why we love it and the advantage it gives you if you're struggling with this one. Now, am I saying that you should never sell things that you're passionate about or interested in? No, of course I'm not saying that. Because sometimes you can get passionate about and interested in things that happen to be selling at a nice profit. That's beautiful. But it's not a necessary starting point. It's just not. And I'll talk a little bit about, more about that as we wrap up part two of this episode today of, of uh, this series, this two-part series, the pitfalls that we see e-commerce and Amazon sellers falling into. Uh, here's another big one, using credit too early, taking out a huge loan, strapping yourself for cash by going, you know, any of the number of mistakes you can make. You can spend too much money on tools and training. You can spend too much money on inventory. 
You can buy a super pricey coach that you're sure is going to work out. It's just not necessary to stretch yourself that thin. Now, on this topic, I am, it is a great sign for me, and I am very excited about one development in the industry of e commerce funding. You'll find companies like Accrumi. You can see where I interviewed their founder at silentgym.com slash funding. Go to the website, silentgym.com slash funding. You'll see there an interview that I did with the founder of Accrumi. They could be funding any kind of small businesses with their money. They've got a large pool of funds and they're trying to grow it. They want to find good investments in the world of business. Where are they sending it? To a lot of Amazon replens sellers. Why? Why would they do that? Well, because they're confident that when the money goes to an established Amazon replen seller, like the ones in our community that we train, that they're going to get a decent return. And it, an even bigger benefit goes to the seller who uses their funds. But they make their decisions very methodically. They look at how much inventory you have, the velocity that it has, and then they say, okay, here's a pile of money because we know that you're going to be able to grow it into more money. And, and you as the seller get the bulk of the benefit as the growth happens. They get their initial investment, their principal back at whatever point you want to give it back. Plus some of that growth you experienced. There's no interest that's accruing over time. It's a beautiful arrangement. They slide you a pile of money and you slide it back to them plus a percent of the growth that you've experienced since they gave it to you. And they love giving Amazon sellers who understand replens money. But if you were to go out and just put $100,000 worth of inventory in a credit card, thinking, okay, I found, I feel good about this product. I think I can sell a bunch of it. And you just go buy a bunch of it. That's a crash and burn scenario 90% of the time, 95% of the time. Please don't do that. Learn the basics. Learn to find underserved listings on Amazon. We call them replens. That's what we teach in the Proven Amazon course. That's one of the dozens of modules, but it's where we start our new students. There's dozens of ways to make money on Amazon. The one where new students should start 99% of the time is replens. We've seen it play out hundreds of times recently for our new students. That's the people we interview on this podcast. If this is the first episode you've ever heard of our show, please scroll back in time. Listen to 20 or 30 episodes. You're going to hear about 90% of our episodes, maybe more accurately, 75, 80% of them are interviews with successful students who are going through the Proven Amazon course, learning the replen system and building beautiful businesses. Don't use your credit card too early. Don't jump in over your head. It's just not necessary. You can wade in nice and slow and build a beautiful business. Okay, so I've only got two items left on my top 10 list that stretched into a top 12 list. If you listen to part one, we've only got a couple left, but these are a couple of my favorite ones and they're both mindset related. Again, these are pitfalls that we see e-commerce and Amazon sellers falling into. And my last two are mindset related. Most of the rest of the other ones have been strategic mistakes, business model type mistakes. These last two are mindset. Pursuing your passion is one and going into isolation mode is the other. Huge, huge factors in your success. Let's start with isolation mode. Hey, we'll get back to the show in just a second, but I've got to tell you about a great sponsor who's just joined us. I'm talking about Sellerboard. This is a very popular service used by many Amazon sellers in our community because they understand how important it is, how crucial it is to know your numbers. How do you know how profitable you are? 
all those fees, the different expenses, the cost of goods sold. How do you track it all? Sellerboard is phenomenal. Starting as low as just $15 a month with a two-month trial on top of that, you really need to check these guys out. Get over to silentgym.com slash numbers. Again, silentgym.com slash numbers. It's time to know your numbers. It's an accurate profit analytics software tool just for Amazon sellers. They've been doing this since 2017. It is a really cool tool doing some things that I'm unaware of anyone else doing. So the pricing starts at $15. Like I said, get your two-month trial at silentgym.com slash numbers. Again, these are pitfalls that we see e-commerce and Amazon sellers falling into. And my last two are mindset related. Most of the rest of the other ones have been strategic mistakes, business model type mistakes. These last two are mindset. Pursuing your passion is one and going into isolation mode is the other. Huge, huge factors in your success. Let's start with isolation mode. What do I mean by that? The Bible tells us in the first few chapters of the greatest book ever sold, <laughs> the foundation of Western civilization is based on the concepts from this book. And it says right in the first few chapters, man is not made to be alone. And so many times we think that applies to marriage, man and a woman getting married. And, and that's the way God designed and set things up. That's what we think it applies to. That's what we think it's talking about. And it is talking about that. But it's also, if you look at the original Hebrew, talking about that in general, mankind in isolation is not a good thing. It is a bad thing. You sitting behind a screen for hours at a time by yourself doing anything is not good. You thinking you're going to do it yourself and plow through and learn what you have to learn and push the buttons on your keyboard and make money come out the other end so you can just be left alone and do life on your own terms without needing anybody else or bothering anyone else or anyone bothering you. Nope, that's not how business works. I've seen over and over and over again. You can go through a period, a short for short periods at a time. It's actually healthy to isolate for short periods at a time, like you know your morning devotions, or you know you go for a walk, or you exercise, and you're by yourself, and you get your music on, and you're plugged in, right? And that's great. But if you're characterized by always being in that state, that's not good. It will not go well for you. Your business will not grow. You will crash and burn. You will hit snags that you can't navigate. And I'm not just talking about posting a few posts on social media and thinking that you're actually interacting with humans. That's not the same. It's just not. It's kind of like the difference between driving past a house that has a beautiful Thanksgiving dinner and you smell it and thinking that was the same as actually going in and enjoying the food with the people there. <laughs> it's completely different experience to actually eat the food and be with the people. Driving past the house and smelling the smells is not the same thing. So do not equate jumping into a Facebook group and making a few posts with actually building real relationships with real people. It's not the same thing. Just a tiny, tiny flavor of the real thing. So if you're in isolation, if you're trying to do this business yourself, you're not going to make it. You just won't. Your odds of failure are approaching 100% over the course of, let's say, five years. Maybe you can do it for a period of time, but you need relationships. You need people that you can talk about the ideas, with. That's what we're always talking around here about getting into Facebook groups or, or Zoom or mastermind groups, I should say, with others who maybe live near you, going to lunch with them, getting to know people, coming to live events, 
traveling, meeting face-to-face with others in the industry. These things are vital. Speaking of which, the Proven Conference, which we had a beautiful event, over 500 of us attended in 2022. And as we approach 2023, we're starting to talk about the next event. It's going to be in mid-July. We don't have a date or a city yet, but you can keep your eyes on theprovenconference.com where you can go and hang out with a bunch of other people from around the world doing the business models we teach around here with presentations by the successful students and coaches on our team who are doing the business. Great way to find great new relationships. Many lifelong relationships emerge from that community because one of the beautiful things about business, if you haven't realized it yet, is you will establish beautiful relationships as a result of business. And it's not just a side add-on bonus that like, oh, I never saw that coming. That's kind of cool how my business led to great relationships. No, it's by design for those of us who accept the biblical, traditional biblical role of business. It's not a side benefit that you get great relationships. It's the very reason business exists. You've heard me say before, the definition of a transaction in traditional Hebrew biblical terminology is a connection point in time, a mutually beneficial connection point in time that starts a mutually beneficial lifelong relationship. (laughs) Two parties coming together in both after that interaction, leaving with more than they had before. That's what a transaction is. It's a great foundation for a beautiful relationship. So people who understand that, who are building businesses, make great friends. You've got to surround yourself with people who love and appreciate and understand and are trying to grow businesses. Great quality friends for you to include in your life. Many people don't get it. Most people you will walk by have a poverty mentality. They do not have an abundance mentality. They do not see the world through a lens of opportunity. They see the world through a lens of scarcity. Those are not good people to be around. It's just as toxic as being by yourself. So don't isolate yourself. You will not make it if you isolate. I cannot state that in strong enough terms. In our Facebook group, we have a feature where you can see who lives near you. And don't go in there and post and say, hey, I'm from this little city in the middle of nowhere. Who lives near me? That's not going to work. We don't actually allow that kind of post in our 70,000 person Facebook group. But you can get on Facebook, assuming you've put your zip code in, where you live in the world, you've told Facebook where you live, You can get into our group and say, who of all the members happens to live near me? Then you can reach out to those people. Ask them if they're actively involved in e-commerce, what their business is, how it's going. Hey, do you want to meet up once a month with some others from our area, do lunch, get to know each other? Those are invaluable conversations to have, and those relationships will lead to great things. All right, I beat that one up enough. Let's talk about the last one. And this is one, again, that we've talked about many times before, but pursuing your passion. What's that mean, Jim? You don't want me to pursue my passion? No, that's not what I'm saying. Pursue it. Pursue it vigorously. Go after it. Those things that you're passionate about, please pursue them. But if you're going to try to make money doing it, well, that's a different story altogether. And it could be a complete and total waste of time. It's completely and entirely unnecessary as well. Because you hear about a lot of people like, I just haven't found anything I'm passionate about yet. You know what you will be passionate about? I guarantee you'll be very passionate about the following scenario. Imagine wherever you're at right now, a line of people, let's put 200 people in that line, and they're just clamoring and eager to have an interaction with you, to tell you thank you for what you just did. And how do you know 
that they're so grateful? Well, each of them have a piece of paper in their hand, a certificate of gratitude. We can call it money. They each have some money in their hand, a certificate of gratitude, and they can't wait to give it to you. You'll be passionate about whatever it is. It doesn't matter what it is. A line of people saying, thank you, thank you. Man, I, you mean all I have to do is give you this? This $20 bill is all I have to do to, to get that, that thing that you have? I don't care if it's dry cleaning, if it's scooping dog poop out of someone's yard. I don't care what it is. If you've got a long line of people saying, thank you so much, that was worth way more than what I just paid. You will become passionate about whatever service or product it is you're providing them. So you can, with that information, if you can let that sink in, this isn't gem wisdom. This is thousands of years of biblical knowledge. Put others before yourself. There's huge rewards in that. Serve well. There's huge rewards in that. Sometimes that reward comes in the form of a green piece of paper called a thank you note or certificate of gratitude, as Rabbi Daniel Lappin refers to it as. Sometimes it just comes in the word, it comes people saying thanks. You don't have to get paid every time you do something nice. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I'm saying if you're looking to build a business, how about you go to where the needs are? How about you go find underserved niche markets and begin to serve those niche markets rather than starting off saying, what am I interested in? What am I passionate about? And then thinking the world owes you some form of payment for doing that. No, how about you serve others well, you will become very passionate about that business model as people line up to tell you thank you. And then you can do your 16th century poetry painting on the weekends. That's great. Maybe some people will pay you for it someday. That's awesome. I hope it works out. But if you're trying to turn that into your business and you're committed and focused on only that, you're putting yourself at the middle of your business model instead of putting others at the middle of your business model. Come on now, that's good. Putting others at the center of your business model, being other-oriented, a very biblically sound message, mind you, is the key to success in business. And you will find yourself, like I said, very passionate about collecting those certificates of gratitude, which enable you to expand your business and create jobs and opportunities for other people to step in and partner with you and continue to serve your customers with excellence. So don't make the mistake of pursuing your passion as your business model. Pursue your passions as your hobby. That's fantastic. If it monetizes someday, that's a bonus. Beautiful. But how about you go and be customer service-minded, serve others well, and just watch how passionate you become about those things. All right, I think I'm going to wrap this up here. God bless you, Business Building Warrior. It was an honor hanging out with you. If you missed part one, please go back and listen to it. It was a little longer than this one, but not much. And I hit the rest of the list of the pitfalls that are so common among new e-commerce and Amazon sellers. And even some of those of us who've been around a while, we need to hear some of these things from time to time. I can tell you this, it, it certainly is a great way to learn great lessons is to, is to try to lead. Man, the, in a leadership role, when you're trying to give people advice that they can take to the bank, teach them things that work, you're always going to see trends that emerge. If the group is big enough, you're going to see these trends emerge. And this wasn't a list I just kind of brainstormed things I feel like are important for me to say. I've seen people crash, burn, and fail consistently by not applying the lessons from this two-part series. These are all things that we could give you a list of names of people who have crashed and burned hard, lost a lot of money, 
burned through blood, sweat, and tears. They ended up showing nothing in the bank. They're burnt out. They're confused. They're frustrated. They blame others. They get mad at their teachers. They, you know, whoever drug them into this, they don't like anymore. It's a tragic, ugly story. And that's what a pitfall is. And we're trying to help you avoid those pits. There's patterns here. This is me saying, hey, I've been watching the patterns for a while. If anybody wants to listen to the patterns I've observed, my team and I have seen this for 20 years. Here's the list. It'll serve you well. If you think I'm wrong on some of these, that's cool. We can still be friends. If you are the exception to the rule on some of these, that's awesome. Tell me, we can still be friends. I'm talking about the law of averages. I'm talking about, you know, 5% chance of success, 95% chance of failure on this list. So there's always an exception to the rules. Please don't think Jim said I should never do this. No, maybe you've got a great arrangement and you can get around some of this stuff. That's cool. Hope it works out great for you. But I'm just here trying to do my best for as many people as possible. That's what this is all about. And that's what all the other episodes are about too. Helping you be encouraged, equipped, motivated, surrounded by people who are doing it. So you can just destroy your excuse list and jump into the greatest time in human civilization to be alive if you're trying to build a business on the greatest platform, e-commerce. Specifically, Amazon. It's on fire. And the success stories continue to roll in around here. And we're super excited about the future. Thanks for being a part of all of this. We'll have another great episode for you again very soon. Hey, thanks for listening today. Before I let you go, one last announcement. I want to remind you about our great sponsor, Sellerboard. Get to silentgym.com slash numbers and you'll see the special offer they have for you. Starting at just $15 per month, you can get the most accurate tracking, the best analytics tool for your Amazon seller account. And not only does it help you track your numbers and know when you're profitable or not on each ASIN, It also gives you additional features such as managing your inventory, getting reimbursements for FBA errors, staying informed about listing changes, and optimizing your pay-per-click campaigns. A bunch of robust features for just a few dollars. It's a great tool. Many successful sellers in our community are using them, especially loving the way that they help you know if you're profitable or not, keeping track of all those different fees. Hey, go check out Sellerboard, silentgym.com slash numbers. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.